Hello, my Ponchans, and raise your glass for another informative episode of Cocktails and Kimchi with Lainey Darling and Ponchan John. What's up, guys? <laughs> hey, hi, John. Hey, Lainey. <laughs> Okay, so today we'll be welcoming Marquita, the millennial dating coach. Um, but before we do, let's talk about segment one, happy hour. We're going to discuss the happy moment of our week. John, would you like to go first? Sure, I, sure I will. Um, I guess the, the pinnacle of my happy moment is <laughs> <Pinnacle>. that, <laughs> yeah, my life goal uh, mm-hmm. was I finished my taxes and I've turned it in and I got my refund already. So, oh, that's nice. It's like, yeah. turning it, like turning in an assignment early. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I've actually had it done since January, but I was like, uh, oh, my bad. <laughs> yeah. Who knows, you know, what's going to happen. So I just didn't submit it until like last week. I'm like, what are taxes? And I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what are you drinking today? I, I am drinking a Chardonnay with orange juice. I've never seen or heard that combination before. How is it? Yeah, it's delicious. Uh, the Chardonnay is sweet and so is orange juice. Yay! <laughs> I get, I get my so vitamin D. Wait, wait, what? <laughs> Is that C? Vitamin C. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just kidding. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> well, my happy moment was uh, John saying he's getting vitamin D from oh, Chardonnay and orange juice. That's not going um, in. It. That's for sure. <laughs> oh my god, this is definitely staying. Uh, happy moment. Um, so I found this new uh bakery, but it's actually um my friend. So I have friends in London. So they're, they're, they're Asian and they have these British accents, which like blows your mind. And um, so my friend's sister moved out to like LA and then she, I guess, started like a, like a side hustle, you know, and with like, uh, I guess, British tea, like pastries, like scones and like sponge cakes and macarons. So it was so cool. So he messages me and goes, hey, like, can you support my sister? Or can you just like, you know, follow her page, whatever. And he goes... I bought you a set, you know, for, you know, I, I bought one for you. Just go pick it up. And I was like, oh my God. And I can't be like, like a dick and be like, thanks. You know, so I bought one too for like my mom. Oh, and, nice. Yeah. So it's like 40 bucks, but has like, it's, it's in this box and it has like six scones and like, like double, like every two is like two of everything. And, but it was so, so good. And my mom, like she loves pastries, but she, and she's like, you know, She's like a chef. And so she's very like highly like critical. You know, those, you know, Asian parents are like, oh, I can do that. I can make this. Oh, or, yeah, yeah, of course. I can do it better, right? And then, like, uh, How no much was this? Has. How much was this? Yeah, they're like, what? I could do this for like three cents. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah no, like literally no one. And the Asian mom's going to be like, I can make this better. But she loved it. She, well, yeah, she was like, it's so expensive. I was just like, relax you know just and then so it was just so good she loved it and then uh i posted it and so many people are like oh like how was it so uh what is it shout out to brit delicious um and i'll definitely be ordering more but it was just kind of nice like my friend who lives in london bought me this box of pastries and it was just kind of like so nice you know wait so are they all made in house in la yeah so she makes it at okay. her house okay. and i believe she has like a permit and everything and you know um, <laughs> I'm not sick. I'm <laughs> no, but it was so good. Like I, I just like stared at it, and I was like, making cookies is such a hassle. How are you making like fifty things? You know what I mean? I'm like, and thinking yeah. about like the the couch has to clean. I was like, girl, I would I would charge more, but don't charge more. I'm, I'm just kidding. But you know what I mean? So that was a really happy moment. 
for me, my mom, my friends. Um, oh, what are you drinking? I know clearly I'm drinking. Um, I'm doing a Korean claw, which is like soju and um, what is it? Soju and soda water. So it's, but it's like, because before you guys judge me, it's not like the normal soju. It's like the fruity soju. So it tastes oh, okay. like, a, so I call it Korean claw with two K's and KK. I hope, yeah, KK. So you are all going to try it together one day, hopefully in person. I don't know if we're ever in Atlanta or whatever, but um, yeah, we'll all try it and then um, we'll like love it because I know you'll love it because I love it. Okay. The end. Sweet. So segment two, not plugs and chill, which is where we share the show binge of the week. And per usual, John is going to uh, share with us a Asian drama that he watched this week. Take it away, you correspondent dude. Okay, okay thanks. <laughs> Laney, miss, <laughs> Mrs. Uh, so I'm watching a, a show called Dinner Mate. Um, it's, I'm not going to specify the platform it's on because it's bootleg. It's so greedy. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, okay. So the synopsis of it, uh, I'm, I'm mainly watching it for, uh, the series for, uh, the actress. Her name is Seo Jihye. Probably. Oh, Jihye. Yeah. Jihye. Yeah. So she caught my eye on crash landing on you. Uh, so I'll watch anything with her in it. <laughs> <laughs> So the story is uh, a psychiatrist and a content creator producer that uh, they're dealing with like their first loves and trying to move on to new loves. So that's what mostly what the show throughout the series is going. And uh, since they both love to eat, so they're essentially foodies, they decide to only see each other for meals. And that's kind of how the relationship blossoms. Oh, so you like it? Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Did you finish up for her? But what about like the storyline? Did you like the storyline? It's it's okay. It's just I don't know. I guess you just watch for, it for her. She can do no wrong. Exactly. She's eye candy. Got it. Ew. She's eye candy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, so what's the platform? <laughs> I'm not Damn it. You. <laughs> I was trying to trick nice, you into nice sharing. Nice try. Nice try. That's pretty good. Yeah. F ten minute. Uh um, for me. What, yeah, what are you watching? Uh, so I have like this nerd side and I love my husband and we love paranormal stuff. I wouldn't watch movies. Like I'm not, I would never watch, I don't know, The Nun or, you know, those like, or I don't like horror films because, you know, but I like <laughs> how they, these ghost show or paranormal shows where they have like proof, like evidence or or something, you know, something using technology. So mm-hmm. uh, this is a show that we've been watching since we started dating. Like first he was kind of worried that I was going to like judge him. And I was like, what is this? He goes, it's ghost adventures. And I was like, what's this? And basically like it's, uh, it's on the travel channel. Um, and it's an American paranormal documentary and reality television sh- uh, series series with paranormal investigator Zach Bagans, Aaron Goodwin, Billy Tolly, and Jay Wesley, well, I'll say sorry, Jay. Um, but <laughs> it's basically, they, they literally go around the world, actually. Um, they follow, so they're ghost hunters, uh, but they like to call themselves investigators. Um, and then they investigate like locations that are reported to be like haunted. So any, any places that you've heard, like different homes or hotels, and they even went to like Italy, I don't know, it's just like crazy. And then they have all these like tools and instruments to to document or monitor or like evps and it's kind of you 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 look at me and i don't look like i am obsessed with these shows but we are and we love it 
Sweet. You have no questions? You're not curious about ghost adventures and, and ghosts or paranormal things? Would you, would you go ghost hunting no. yourself? <laughs> no. <laughs> you just like to watch it? Okay. Yeah. And I follow all the, I'm like part of like Facebook groups and stuff. Like I just like, oh I like to God. observe. <laughs> no, like these are, there's like paranormal East LA stuff or whatever, but the people like show, I don't know. It's just so interesting to me, but I would never go ghost hunting. I would never go to like a haunt or try to avoid haunted places. Like, Wait, have you ever had like an experience? No, I've never had an experience. Do you use it because you close it off? You don't. Be- Are you a believer? No. Ah, uh, it's hard to say. Watch I, tonight. I, some ghost is going to be like. You need to. You need to shut up right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's so funny. Okay, let's move on. Oh my god, I, I actually do want to have like like an episode of like just like paranormal stuff. Oh, we would need to find an expert. That'd be cool. Oh my gosh, I know. We'll totally do that. No. Oh, Lynn, no. Like, no. <laughs> Why? It's so fun. It'd be interesting. I yeah, need yeah. to find a new team for just that one episode. <laughs> <laughs> so so you guys aren't believers in? No. You're not no. believers, but you're scared of it. <laughs> I mean, I was a non-believer, but it's not like, oh my gosh, you know, but for me, like I don't even want to open that realm oh, or like that okay. energy. So I know they're there, but I'll never like admit it like that they're there. You know what I mean? She's sure. like looking back. <laughs> was was that did something tap you? I'm glad we're recording during the day. <laughs> yeah, he's all scared. <laughs> I know. I mean that, but it looks like a like a den over there. It's so dark. <laughs> all right, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this is the segment that we've all been waiting for. Um, so guests, we have a guest today. Super excited. So our special guest, um, her name is Maquita, and who is also known as the Millennial Dating Coach. She hails from um, where all the queen peaches are grown, uh, Atlanta, Georgia. And she... <laughs> she is a licensed professional counselor that has been practicing for 11 years. Her specialties include uh, relationship issues, divorce, and spirituality. She is a credentialed LPC, licensed professional counselor, and NCC, national certified counselor. Uh, Marquita's objective as a millennial dating coach is offering coaching services to help millennials who have found dating overwhelming. Let's successfully navigate dating while making the right connection. Ooh, I like that. Uh, please welcome Marquita to the Cocktails and Kimchi Podcast. Hi. Hey. Yay. Hey, girl. Hey there. John and Lainey, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here today. Oh, oh. thank you for coming. I mean, yeah, like, we yeah this is like, on. it's like pretty late there too. So thank you so much. Oh, it's not that late. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but when you were talking about paranormal, paranormal I was like, uh-huh. well, it's later here than it is there though. <laughs> Oh yeah, we can cut that conversation. <laughs> oh my gosh, I know. I'm like, I'm such a little. I'm like, yeah, I'm worried about that. But uh, wait, so we, you heard us talking about like our happy moment of the week. Like, do you would, would yes. you like to share anything that like made you happy? Oh yes, mm-hmm. of course. Mm-hmm. So I got to visit a friend, social distancing. So it was like the first time I got out of the house mm-hmm. yesterday, and oh. I got a care package. Like when I left. They had wipes and a face mask. So that's like the new. Oh, yeah. The new <laughs> that's kind of the new dating care package. I'm like, oh, I was like, yeah. oh, okay. wipes and face, face shield. I, yeah, I love you. Thank you. Yeah. I know. 
Love. I felt really loved. (laughs) Oh, and that's the new norm. Like people would, you know, want a football or like, I don't know, perfume. And they're like, hand sanitizer, (laughs) Lysol spray. Yeah. (laughs) If you can get it. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Exactly. Someone could get me Lysol spray. I know you'll love me. You know, (laughs) I got Um, some for my birthday. I did. You got it. Wow. A three pack. And I share. I oh, share it though. Oh, so I, I kept one for myself and I share it with my family. Actually, it was a four pack. So the four pack. Oh, yeah. oh, damn. I didn't get one in the mail. So I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't, I, I can't believe this is a new norm. Right. I, oh, someone was selling a can for $30 at the Asian Woo. market. Yeah. Wow. And it looked at him and I was like, no. <laughs> no. Um, I have a twenty dollars coupon. I know. Uh, there's your can, take... lady. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Oh my god, I'm in the wrong business. Um, wait. So, do you? Uh, are you watching a show? Do you have like a binge of the week that you'd like to share with us too? Well, my friend and I were watching a show. It's called The League, and it's about these guys and and like the whole premise of the show is uh, this fantasy, fantasy football. football. League. I love yes. that show. I loved it so much. That's a good show. Yeah, <laughs> they get dirty <laughs> too. <laughs> They, no, they just, do. They do. It's just so ridiculous. It oh, it's so vulgar. Yeah, I love right. it. Right. Yeah. So that's what I've been binging lately. I love oh, nice. it. This doesn't seem like you'd be like, oh, you, because you're so right. like sweet, you know, and you're they're just like saying something really nasty, and you're just like, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, probably nothing that I haven't heard before. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> So, Marquita, are you uh, drinking anything? I should be. <laughs> okay, I, I'm not, but I should be. <laughs> so, if you were drinking, I'm gonna raise something. my invisible glass. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you were drinking something, what would you drink then? I like the sweet wine, so I'm really picky when I do drink. Okay. Um, it's hard to find a good one, but my friend she likes to make these mixed drinks for me, and I never know what's in them. But mm-hmm. I probably end up spending a night where because okay. I'm a lightweight. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I'm a real lightweight. So one glass, you're done. <laughs> you're a one glass wonder. Yeah, I'm pretty much done. A um, one glass wonder. <laughs> I don't want to find out what I do after one glass. So oh my gosh. <laughs> On next episode. No, I'm just yeah, kidding. <laughs> I kind of do now. You, you got me intrigued. You got me intrigued. <laughs> I'm a therapist. That's what I do. I get in people's heads. You I should know that. Yeah, yeah I, I do know. I do know. I do know. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, okay. So another important question is, do you know what kimchi is and have you tried it? I do not know what kimchi is. Oh. So that means I have not tried it. <laughs> oh. Well, um, so kimchi is like a Korean dish and it's kind of like a staple for like almost like every single meal but it's a fermented oh. uh cabbage and it's like spicy so it's like pickled mm. it, it's basically yeah, like pickles it's spicy <laughs> pickle i guess um and then um that's why the show's called cocktails and kimchi because kimchi being like a very prominent food <laughs> in the korean culture <laughs> Yeah, I, I never thought I'd like, Yeah, I've never explained that to anybody because maybe because it's LA, everyone's like, oh, kimchi, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. That was kind of new for me too. So, do you, yeah. do, you, do you guys have a lot of like Korean establishments in um, Atlanta? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you guys do? Oh. You were here, what was it, last year? Were you here last yeah, year? Yeah, it was probably last year. Yeah. It was like mm-hmm. March. Yeah, I went to a Korean barbecue place out in Atlanta before. 
Yeah. So yeah. there's That's a lot really of Koreans. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Well, usually we'll do a kimchi challenge, but we found out that one, you're a lightweight <laughs> and two, <laughs> you live so far. I would have totally like gotten you some kimchi, but, but maybe we'll figure that out. Maybe. Yeah. Can you handle spice? Yeah. I like spice. Okay, I'm about to send her some kimchi. Okay, well, maybe we'll do this. We'll do like a kimchi challenge where we can like um, record you like trying a piece and then kind of talking about that experience. Sounds good. Like a mukbang. A mukbang. <laughs> a mukbang is like a eating like, eat, yeah. Yeah, well, just, that's oh, yeah when you watch people yeah. eat. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm, okay, so... <laughs> Let's get started, I guess, with everyone just like, okay, enough. Like, let's listen to Marquita. Um, so, <laughs> you know, I know that I, you know, I, my intro kind of touched base on, uh, like, what you do, but what do you actually do? I get in people's words. head. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Lonnie. <laughs> and thank you, you got my name right, too, on the first try. So, um, yeah, um, <laughs> often people want to know, like, what? <laughs> you, you don't want to know the story behind that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh so tell me, tell me tell no, we're just like we how do because we all were well, for me i've never like met you yet you know or like whatever so i was just like is it marquita so i was like trying to figure out how to say it and they're just like oh no it's marquita i was like, okay so marquita and then but then you know how you keep if you're reading like a script too like you just kind of you know, if, if if it was like the back of your mind, you might just say it that way. So I had to write like right. phonetically here, <laughs> like always just look at it right here to there pronounce it, to, to force it. It's Marquita. Okay. Yeah, Marquita. I just remember I got, I got your name wrong. And then I, when we were recording our uh, last podcast, I always got it wrong. I think Dre was correcting me on it. <laughs> That's why she like she uh, yeah she ignored your first text yeah, sure. <laughs> for her to come on our show. She's like, learn how to say my name and then maybe text me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Wait, okay, so you get into people's heads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I do. Yeah, I mean, really, it's a conversation. So a lot of people are always like, "What is therapy? What is it like?" You know, unfortunately, what you see on TV, it's not that. Like, for the most part, I don't. Like, you're not laying on my couch and, like, uh, Tell me what you feel. And tell me, right. And I'm, like, drawing things yeah. all while you're talking. Judging. Like, big figures. Like, <laughs> that's not what I'm doing. Um, really, it's a conversation. So I try to make therapy really approachable after doing it for 11 years. I haven't quite perfected it, you know, so every session is different, but I try to make it fun and exciting and, you know, hopefully they come back to see me. So. I think that's so interesting. You're like, oh, I've been doing it for 11 years, but I haven't perfected it, which is like, you know, like an ongoing growing kind of situation, right? Like right. You know, nothing, there's nothing set in stone. There's no like um, dictionary way or, so I think that's, I think that's amazing no. how you said that. Like I really caught my ear. I was like, oh, like, I haven't perfected it. Love it. Right. So you guys know that some yeah. Marquita hasn't perfected her profession. So don't, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, man, I think that's like for anyone in any any career. Like, I mean, no one reaches the pinnacle, right? Everyone's still learning and then times change and people are different every time. You can't right. approach everyone the same way. Yeah. Yeah. Therapy will be boring. Like, I won't have clients. Like, I laugh during therapy. I tell jokes. Like, um, one time my lashes fell out. They were oh. fake lashes. <laughs> I just like, pulled. Oh I'm God. like, 
<laughs> I'm like, oh, oh my god, <laughs> it was funny. Like that's uh, probably one of the funniest things that ever happened during a session. Like the lash was like hanging on and it just fell out, and I was like, "That's so relatable." <laughs> Yeah. Uh, that's the worst feeling when it's just like hanging there and it gets kind of cold right because because <laughs> like your tears and i don't know yeah yeah john's like i know <laughs> just kidding yeah totally <laughs> clearly okay um so what is a typical day for you like a breakdown of like i guess so a typical day mm-hmm. in the life of marquita mm-hmm. I'm, I'm an early riser so I get okay. up pretty early, get my day started. I'm pretty routine, but I like things quiet. So I'm not getting up with like music and things like there's usually nothing on in my house. Um, as far as clients go, since we've been teleworking, my life has been uh, kind of routine. But I see anywhere from like seven, yeah, like seven clients a day. And oh, I work okay. Monday through Friday. And But I'm answering emails and things throughout the day. So it just depends. Like with dating and my coaching, it's kind of different, you know, because it's not therapy. It's more so when you think about a coach, like they help you improve on um, certain skills and abilities. Like that person already has some skills and abilities. And then like I help them kind of hone in on the ones that need some help, uh, need some assistance uh, and dating and relationships. So that's pretty much, you know, what my day is like. And I have a 12 year old. So, yeah. And a dog. I'm a dog dog mom what so kind of dog do day, you have we love dogs i have um he's a sharpe and oh. a labrador bit so oh. hopefully he'll be quiet oh. <laughs> yeah i have a psychotic yeah. corgi he's like barking so my husband had to take him away but <laughs> corgis yeah yeah he's crazy <laughs> yeah corgis have a lot of energy yeah they do a lot of attitude mm. <laughs> wait <laughs> so you know how you see like seven uh but you know um honestly patients but since seven like appointments a day and that's that's very draining i think emotionally draining physically you know you're like talking and listening and things like that it's like giving your your energy so much of your energy to people what do you do like to kind of like decompress like how does you know someone who gives advice as a living like how do you just like kind of do you go to see someone you know in a way just to like you know let like let loose or mm -hmm. absolutely like Mm -hmm. a lot of therapists they go see someone um i wouldn't do something i didn't believe in like to me that's disingenuous like i'm helping people Mm -hmm. and saying yeah it's great to talk to a therapist but not me like i'm not going to a therapist right um so yeah definitely to someone i love to laugh so like um doing things silly and having fun um i like to binge on law and order like i love i watch it a million times it never gets old Law and Order SVU is my favorite. And people are like, that's so weird. (laughs) I'm like, it's Uh, it's on my TV. Crimes are especially heinous. Yeah. Right. The music. Yeah, Yeah, that's my thing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. Uh wait, John, do you have any questions? Uh not no, not really. You got it. What are you talking about? <laughs> if you maybe open your mouth occasionally, maybe you can like speak. Thank you. So yeah. Oh, so where were we? No, are you drunk again, Marquita? We need some counseling here. No, I'm just kidding. No. It's an intervention for yeah, them. Yeah, so. Just, yeah. Surprise! <laughs> we're about to do this intervention. <laughs> surprise! Okay, so he uh, already told me about it, so yeah. I was ready. <laughs> you're you're on. You're at the surprise show called Intervention. Sorry. 
Yeah. Okay. So what do you think is the best uh, or the thing you like best about your job? People and hearing stories. Like I think that never gets old um, and they're always interested. So it's like perfect job. My friend says that I'm nosy, but I don't think that's it. <laughs> I mean, that's true. You're getting paid to like, to, to like God's, <laughs> to heal, heal, heal all the dirt, right? Oh my gosh. Is, it, is there a yeah. downside to uh, your job? Well, um, like Lainey was saying, the emotional toll, sometimes you have to be very much aware of that and practice good self-care. Um, now in this quarantine, traveling to california was one of the ways i love to practice good self-care so being stuck in the house and not really having a beach that you can go to nearby is definitely uh, a downer but you know i've been creative and you know gardening and planting flowers like that's been a new kind of self-care but outside of that i've been doing it 11 years i plan to continue i, I started really young so uh I got, I got some years left in me. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, can I ask when you started? Sure. Yeah, I started um, 11 years ago. Don't. What? <laughs> I, was, I was looking for a number. Yeah, I know. Because we're like, what platform, John? <laughs> gotcha. Like, you know what? This was my first career. So I oh, kind of okay. like stuck with it. So yeah, I was, I was in my 20s. So I was early 20s. Okay. Yeah, when I started. Mm -hmm. nice. that's like a big I think that's kind of cool because you know so many people go through different careers and different jobs and different whatever but you were able to continue to start and continue to do something that you love and clearly that you're good at so well, I think you. it's amazing um, yeah. but if money wasn't a problem like any issue like anything like what professional would you be in for me I was like for example like I would like to save all dogs so if I got like, if, if I was funded like a house and a car and my insurance, <laughs> but I could just save dogs all day, I would totally do that. <laughs> yeah. I, I would have to do, be like the, the traveler slash foodie because those are my two favorite things, oh, like traveling and wow. eating. So <laughs> I would that have too. to be- Me too, me too. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That sounds so Someone good. That, that I, think everyone, would, I think everyone would do, do that. that. Yeah, for sure. Especially right now. <laughs> I pay yeah. to do that. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Um, let's get into some topics. Um, okay. So dating in quarantine. Mm -hmm. uh, I know. So I have friends who, you know, are online. Like they're on like Hinge or or whatever right. dating um, apps. yeah dating apps and they're just like uh so i like set them up and they're like yeah it was kind of fun i was like have you seen anybody and then i have different friends some people are like i haven't so that's why it kind of fizzles out and then some people are like oh yeah i've been on like safe social distancing like whatever like a walk in the park or something right. and then um some people are just like no like i need to get laid um so <laughs> like what keeping it I, real yeah let's keep it real um so what are your thoughts on it do you think it can bring people closer or maybe find more substance because you know they have to i guess talk more before like right. the meeting um what are your thoughts on it could it make or break or i don't know just whatever you want to share about dating and quarantine yeah I think it's presented with like an interesting kind of time. I, I call it the, uh, <laughs> what did I refer to it as the, um, 
the storm, the best of best of times, worst of times kind of thing. The perfect storm. That's what mm-hmm. I was looking for. Maybe I am getting a little older. No. Uh, <laughs> no what you the did. perfect storm. <laughs> the perfect storm. Because now you have a lot of those things taken away from you that could have potentially been like a buffer. Um, and you are forced to like meet up and connect with people. Um, I think a lot of people are taking like the distractions in their life away um, because you can't really do much. And they're feeling that loneliness where they may not have felt it before. Mm-hmm. And I think that can uh, definitely impact them. So, yeah, I think people are getting creative about ways to date. And it's forcing some people to go online when they've only wanted to date in person. Uh, and seek out ways and, and navigate some of the barriers that they often don't face if they don't have to. But mm-hmm. being in lockdown can make you face a lot of things, uh, mm-hmm. including yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, no, like, you know how people are saying that like married couples in quarantine, like a lot of people have broken up and like, or some people maybe like got closer. Um, is it is it the fact that we have to like literally like face uh, not, not the problems but there's really nowhere else to go because we're so busy like i have a meeting or i'm gone or this and that but right now we're like literally just like confined in a space so is it just more like getting real and um i don't want to say problems but just i guess is it the status of a relationship that you might have to like come to terms with or um yeah just you know marry couples or couples yeah. who live together mm-hmm I think that's true, Lainey. And it's kind of like your house. Like I'm noticing all the things around that I've been meaning to do. That yeah, that's, that's because I'm seeing them yeah. every single day. Yeah. <laughs> so I think the relationships are the same way. It's like, oh yeah, um, <laughs> this is something that is a problem. But now, um, or a concern, now I'm faced with it like every single day. There's no escaping it. Yeah. And some people, they're feeling stuck, um, you know, pressured. Uh, divorce and kind of separations have gone up and mm. a lot of conflict, but a lot of it has always been there. I don't think it's, you know, of course, being in quarantine and suffering like financially, emotionally, a lot of uncertainty has impacted like people globally. Um, but also there are these individual kind of issues that are going on that may have had over years um, throughout their lives. And now they're being forced to kind of, um, you know, face the music and face the reality, face the man, the woman in the mirror. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that's true. I think that's definitely true because uh, you can't escape them anymore. I mean, maybe you go to your car, the class, <laughs> you can drive around, <laughs> you can drive around Cry in my car. Right here, <laughs> but uh, you're kind of limited, and yeah, it, I think it's interesting uh, when we look at like what will happen like in a year, five years, ten years after this. Um, you know, right? Do you think like people are seeking out your like for your services dur- like more during quarantine? Or yeah, <laughs> she's like business is so good. Oh yes, <laughs> yeah. right. I was like, you know, when you're like, oh, I wish my business would like grow. You're like, oh, uh-huh. oh yeah. No. <laughs> but yeah, I literally get calls, uh, four or five calls, and I'm really like to my max. But that's also like the compassionate side of therapists. We're always like, well, maybe I can help this, you know, person. Yeah. So yeah, it can be really tough. And I think now just overall, we're realizing we don't have therapists. Like there are not enough therapists. There are not enough psychologists, psychiatrists around. Now that more people need the services, the reality is they're just, they're, they're not enough of us. 
And so, um, yeah, that's concerning. Yeah. Okay. Um, so what's your opinion on how to make it work with an ex? You know what, John? <laughs> They're probably your ex for a reason. So unless you're willing to explore like what that reason is, um, I'm sure we all have exes that we've gone back to. Um, some of them are like the boomerang. If you find yourself back with them, you can't, you know, seem to get away <laughs> from from it's them. The toxic ones are the hardest. <laughs> yeah, I think it could work if you are willing to like face the reality of why the relationship did not work from the beginning. Um, and if those are like I call them negotiables or my non-negotiables, like are they deal breakers? like non-negotiable things that happen and you just can't like get over them or are they things that you would like to have in the relationship but they're not like uh, a necessity so we got to be honest with ourselves I think that's one of the most important things that I would tell anyone that comes to see me is be honest with yourself if you're looking for something um in someone or it's a need or want like let that person know and then be clear about their answer. Like if they're telling you they can't provide you that, don't like you say, I'm a like I'ma make you, um, I'ma love you until you do. Like you're setting yourself up for failure. So you can go back with an ex and people have their exes. Like I remember a friend like remarried the person or a colleague remarried the person like twice, like the same person twice. Wow. Your colleague or yeah. a, a therapist who advises to you know, yeah, but I mean, I, I, was, I don't think it was therapy. I think it was like a colleague, but yeah, they married the same person twice. Oh man, did did it work out? No, there's <laughs> <laughs> a reason. Yeah, I hundred percent. I can see why. I'm like, if you left, there's a reason. But honestly, right. though, I did. I feel like I when when as I was saying with you know what, what we're discussing is that the more toxic it is, the more harder it is to leave. Because you know, I feel like you feel you have something to prove or or something because you know they if you make you feel a certain way and make you feel little right. you know that's kind of like where you're at but right what about those people you know make you work with an ex or people who break up a lot like i got married <laughs> i used to break up with my husband a lot just because he had issues <laughs> and we had issues and there's right. things that he couldn't fix but i don't <laughs> i would never deal with that with anybody but it was just him like i would never take that from anybody like that's it done when i'm done i'm done but for some reason i felt this was different and right we ended up getting married you know i mean things are good yeah he wants to fix right. it. he wants to do it right but right um, yeah lady. that yeah. he's your person you know he's i think when we yeah he's your person when we find our person um it's different like mm -hmm. we want to deal with the issues they want to deal with issues like you can't force someone to that they don't want to do i yeah. think it's you a two-way street right you set yourself up by trying to make someone into something like i'll come with baggage everybody therapists non-therapists lawyers everybody comes with baggage you breathe in <laughs> you got baggage, baggage. Um, so <laughs> you got you just gotta um find a person that you're willing uh -huh. to unpack your baggage but you're also willing together to deal with your um baggage that you have um and i think that's kind of the beauty in relationships is you get to show up and be yourself and someone embraces you and loves you and loves you for that. Um, and they don't want you to change, but they want to help you grow. And so that's a, that's a right. difference. No, hundred percent. That's what people are like, well, you know, you have this 
um, you break up with an ex, whatever, or you break up, you keep going back. But I'm like, does the right. other person want to make it work? And it, it has to be a two. Right. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Way street. Yeah. And they have to put in the words. Like you and your husband, y'all put in the words. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's, and it's weird to find a guy who wants to make it be work. Be willing to do yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, guys. Well, more make men are work. figuring out therapy. <laughs> yes and i love it and i Mm -hmm. yeah john is that something so john if you you know you have a girlfriend if you have issues and you guys oh let's go to like couple counseling like would you go Mm -hmm. like because i know you you know it just depends on generations too and being asian um it's to us it was like taboo till till this day it's still considered taboo for you know people like in their like late 30s plus but for like i'm like i'm 32 for us it's kind of like a little bit more normalized than um the generation before but john would you personally like go uh yeah for sure i would go i yeah. want to make sure they tell me that i'm right no sometimes it's good to have like a third party you know right tell it how it is and whether yeah. i'm wrong or she's right or i mean you know whatever so okay so to, to add <laughs> like, on to no. that <laughs> what does love have to do with it or does it does it have to do with it? <laughs> I mean, love can have a lot to do with it, but I think if you stop there, then yeah, it, I mean, love your relationship can't live on love alone. What do they say? Love doesn't pay the bills. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so you have to have more than love. I think people can be in love and not be good in a relationship together, and that's probably some of the harder relationships. Um, and uh, as Lainey was talking about, that may be some of the reason why people break up. There's some attachment there or entanglement there. Entanglement. Entanglement. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to say that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> if I ever mess up, I'll be like, that was an entanglement. You guys know what we're referring to, right? Um, Jada Pinkus Smith and yeah. Smith and August. Oh, I heard about it, but I didn't. But entanglement, that's like the word of the century. Is century. Right. Okay. It is. All right. Mm-hmm. That's the word. <laughs> so I think, yeah, that, you know, when things like that happen and you're not like clear, being transparent and um, trust, very huge, you know, foundational things in relationships, um, but also communicating, like people talking. So my T's, trust, <laughs> uh, transparency. I just came up with that because I was oh, like, okay. ooh, that sounds good. Co- Triple coin T. We coins it. <laughs> coins it. Triple T. But yeah, we have to be willing to talk about things. I think a lot of like when people come to therapy, that's one of the amazing things is that you are just not talking like you're living in house. Um, you're like intimate. You're raising children. You're paying bills and you're not talking. To each other. Like, really? Like, yeah. do you think that's going to last like that? It cannot last that way. And so, yeah, definitely got to talk about it. It's kind of funny you say that because I think a lot of people are talking, but not with themselves they're talking to other people right. and that 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 messes up the relationship because you know you're not yeah. having a relationship with your friend over here about your right. relationship. it's about y- you and whoever yeah that's true John. that's the and i think if you want to talk to someone you want to probably talk to a professional because the thing about it is your friend and your family are probably struggling Bias. with or have struggled yeah. with the same thing. Like they haven't made any progress. So why would you listen to them? <laughs> like, look at your relationship. So why would I take relationship, you know, advice or view? Um, at least a professional has some additional training and background 
is, is that we work with people every day. And so we have like the best training because it's like in real time. So that's why I'm always like, like I have real time training on the job training. So yeah. And relationships take work. Like I'm not perfect at them. I, I say it all the time. I'm like, I know everything to do. And sometimes I'm like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not mm-hmm. doing that. Like, I'm mad and I'm not going to do that. <laughs> no. I know how to communicate, but I'm not going to do it. Because we're human. You're human. Oh. Yeah. No, I remember, um, like my, like I asked my husband, like, Hey, listen, I think you should like, just talk to someone just to kind of clear like your mind and just kind of sort out your emotions and feelings um, right. just to figure out. I know like whatever he was you know, saying or doing was never reflected on me. I just think it was like a deeper rooted issue. And so it was kind of nice. So he went to like a couple and then he was just like, Hey, like uh, we got in a big fight. And then I, I was just so used to how we would like argue before he's like, I'm trying to apply the things I learned in therapy and you're not being very supportive. And I'm just like, but I'm pissed. Like uh, everything is supportive, you know, like I, and then it's just kind of like, okay, I, I can't be like that. Like I asked him to do right. something. He did it. And he's like learning and applying it. But you know, I'm, I'm mad. So all of that goes out the window, you know, but I, I think that's, that is kind of nice that um, it's like a safe space, right. For, um, right people to feel to people to acknowledge things or whatever, like in a safe space. So, which I think is like what everyone needs to, <laughs> everyone needs to, or should, it should, should. Try um, therapy. There you go. I know. That's what I'm, saying. I'm a, I'm a huge advocate. Like therapy. Yes. Is, yeah. That's life. Um, for, okay. For, so for single people, um, <laughs> dating with the reality. So the total package, is there such thing as a total package? I'm the total package. So I know it exists. Mm-hmm. Me um, too. <laughs> see, John's like, <laughs> John, John, do you think you're the total package? No, <laughs> no. Tell us why, John. Tell us. I'm glad you have confidence. <laughs> Oh my god! Um, yeah, so there's, I guess you go. There's like a checklist of things that you look for in a man or a woman, and right. people like are just so focused on mm-hmm. trying to attain that, like probably a person that does not even exist. And then, like, even if something good comes right. their way, I feel like they kind of, you know, might have missed out on them. Or, but yeah, I guess is there such a total package? What? should not settle for less or settle at all right but what is like a healthy total package that i think Mm -hmm. you know people should look for right yeah i think a lot of people believe they're in a total package and that's okay like i think that's great (laughs) (laughs) Uh, for them Mm -hmm. but also being realistic about you know what are you willing to work on instead of um like looking for the total package try being the total package and so Mm -hmm. in that way you're working on improving yourself. So you will attract someone that's kind of on that same level um, or working towards that. And I think that's important. And like, we all have checks and it kind of goes back to that um, negotiable, non-negotiable. Like these are things I would like to have, but these are things that are necessary. Like I need to have these Um, and being very um, open because someone may just come in a different package than you expected, but they may Mm -hmm. be everything that you want inside the box. But if you never open it up, 
you're like return sender. They don't live here. I don't want this package. You <laughs> so know don't those Amazon packages <laughs> arrive, right? Yeah. Amazon packages arrive, and it's, it's addressed to somebody Deny. else. Don't yeah. open your neighbor's package. Yeah, yeah, yeah. neighbor's package. <laughs> but yeah, you have to be. And I think a little bit just don't believe that relationships are work. And I always say they're work. Even when you know all the right things to do, it's still work. Like one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life outside of parenting is a relationship. Yeah. Because everything else you can predict. Like you go to school. You control. You yeah. know. Right. I If I take these courses, I pass these classes, I'm going to graduate. Like there is no like, you know. Surprise. You pay for it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. You pay for it, you're going to graduate. But only in relationships do we have to relinquish some of our control. And we don't like that. Like, we're control free. Yeah. We like the control. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, mm-hmm. But usually it comes from a good place. It's yes. not like, um, for some people, it's unhealthy. But most people, it's to keep them safe. Like, they don't want to get hurt. Or, you know, they don't want to be right. They don't want to be too vulnerable or too open or too needy or too love, you know. So I think that's kind of a danger because relationships, it requires vulnerability. You know, you have to be open. Otherwise, it's like a fake relationship. And we don't really want those. Mm-mm. No, that's why I always tell my friends, like, you know, girls have like 10, 10 things that they want in a guy, like, like tall, like rich or I don't know, whatever it is, right? All these like yeah. um, these crazy things. But then I always tell them like, well, what's the like five out of the 10? What's the five top five most important um, like qualities or characteristics okay. that are you looking for? And then they'll say it. Right. And then I was like, from there, go to three, what's your top right. three. And then they're just like, boom, boom, boom. And I was just like, okay, well start from there. Cause other things yeah. you can kind of work with yeah. together to create and, or whatever. Cause if you're just going to like, be like, I want this. And I'm like, okay, that's why, right. you know, you're still single, but you're single about it. Right. Yeah. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with single. being single. Single, but right. there's a there's an issue when all you do is complain and then mm-hmm. you know it's like you know you do the same thing over and over again looking for with you know expecting right. a different outcome different right right, right. yeah so that's the definition just, of insanity right I, mean, I was gonna go there i know i was like wait a minute that's that's a definition but i'm not saying you're insane but it's a learning experience right like if you're right. like at the same time if you're like meeting the same kind of guys the like guys who look the same or guys who have this you know same uh like financial level or ethnicity or whatever it is, then that's sounds like a you problem at this point. Right. 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 Yeah. Who's the common factor? Mm-hmm. You are. Yeah. And that's what I'll say for you to explore yourself, but also understand that when someone meets you, they may say you need to work on this. You need to work <laughs> on that. And so do you, do you also want someone to approach you in that same way? And usually yeah. it's like, no. exactly. So being open to you know hearing from someone else and also receiving feedback because that's how we grow in relationships mm-hmm. unless you're like so like lynn marquita and elaine are perfect but everyone else please work on yourselves i'm just kidding so what are your thoughts on on online dating then uh people swiping right or left and it's, it's like you can't deny it. it it's not going anywhere um, I think you have to be open and realistic uh, with yourself about online because again if you have that kind of list that Lainey was talking about and you're like swiping right but you find like no one's 
entering into your uh, <laughs> yes category because you're like, you like swiping so fast or you're wanting to move the relationship so fast. Like you, you message someone next thing you wanted marriage. I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. Like, calm down. Uh, <laughs> you have to allow the relationship to take it, its course. Like, don't yeah. rush it because you, you don't, right. You don't go back to the stage. Like you don't get a, a do over. Like the first time you're in a relationship, you know, you got a butterfly. You can't wait to talk to that person and all that stuff. Like that doesn't just, that's not going to be like forever. Like that's a part of the process, but you, you don't get to fully enjoy it if you're trying to like skip to the next phase. And so I think for a lot of people, it's slowing down and really being able to enjoy each phase of the ship. So the beginning, the middle, uh, the forever, the not forever, you know, our yeah. relationships don't end in the forever. Um, some of them end and you have to deal with that. So online dating though, is here to stay. Like, so if you are, thinking about trying it or it's about it you know there are a lot of free trial websites and i mean this is a good time because everybody's yeah. in quarantine so your your are chances you finding your girlfriend john like what's going on like exploded <laughs> no i met i met my husband on on bumble on an on an app and yeah. um it was just like it wasn't uh it was we're definitely not each other's types at all um but it just works, you know, and I used to kind of clown oh, as a, as a, as a wedding planner, I did started to, like, I was like, oh, how'd you, where'd you guys meet? Da, da, da. A lot of them met online and it actually like works. And the whole thing like, oh, just the guys want to hook up or whatever. I found more guys wanting to be in relationships than just wanting to hook up on the apps. And yeah, um, yeah so then it's like a myth and I guess who you're meeting or, right. you know, connecting right. with, but um yeah it was such a taboo like my parents still don't know that like we met online They're like oh how do you know him and i was like we well technically we do have mutual <laughs> friends but i was like oh we met him right. through oh this person you know that person did it like yeah and then you know but you know your daughter was I a hoe and met up a guy at like 11 p.m you know for the first date so we're not gonna you know we're not gonna tell her that so i'll tell your parents that i hope they don't listen to no, I hope they don't either. Your podcast. <laughs> I, I'm married. It's okay. I'm an adult now. Okay, it took a marriage for them to like. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't matter now. Well, she's telling herself right. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, but yeah, you guys, it really works. Um, I think did, did John? Did you meet your girlfriend online? Is that no? It? It's through mutual friends. Mutual actually. friends. Oh, okay. I didn't have that much luck on online dating. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you knew Marquita, maybe you would have. So, <laughs> yes, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I love it. Oh, oh, okay. So, uh, the topic we talk about breaking up. Like, is there like a right way or like a wrong way to break up? Really? Because um, I've 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 seen people break up over text. Um, if you watch like Sex and City, he broke up over a post it. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Well, okay, for example, yeah, because yeah, if you have a breakup, then you'll do it in person or to have closure or something. And then there's breakups where they do it over the phone or text. Yeah. Um, I had a guy once that we're dating and he pursued me super hard. And I was like, when I finally gave in, like I didn't hear from him for a few days. And it turns out he sent me this like long text, but I, I kind of, res I really respected it where he was like, Hey, you know, I'm sorry. I know I've been really distant, something like that. And then he, uh, 
something about i'm so i'm sorry i ran into my ex at um this music festival and we kind of wanted to make it work um but i really do like you and i just wanted to say like there's it wasn't you at all it's just you know this we have so much history and it just sucks that we had to meet now but yeah i just want to say like you're amazing and i'm you know like like thank you for such a blah 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 and maybe down the line we can be friends and i'm like oh my god i can't even like hate this guy i know that feeling you're so pissed off because you can't like direct your anger or annoyance at anybody (laughs) so i'm like damn it this isn't so nice i'm like oh like no worries like good luck you know like like whatever and this and that but that was a nice way i think to break up with somebody right yeah Yeah. so what do you uh uh-huh well, no, Lainey, he, it seemed like he expressed the feelings of what had occurred. He was honest and transparent. Mm-hmm. And then he let you know to give you the closure. It was up to you to take it. Like, yeah, say, like, yeah this is closure for me. Mm-hmm. Someone else could have received the same message. You're not even my been, type. No, no, I'm right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lainey's like, yeah, yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's, I mean, uh, a right way to break up. <clears throat> If, the, if there was a right way, like, I think that is close to it because the person was honest. I think a lot of people break up and they're dishonest and that does not allow the person to gain closure in, in a way that could help them move forward. But sometimes people are confused. They don't want to hurt. Uh, it's the not other you, person. it's me situation. Right, right. And yeah. they may not want to hurt the other person's feelings, so they may not be honest with them. But in the end, that you know, especially as adults, so like high school, middle school, you know, oh, you mm-hmm. would break up. Like my son, they have like girlfriends and they date each other's girlfriend. I'm like, really? Are y'all doing it? Like, you don't supposed to talk to like you your friend's ex like you can't do that but they're in middle school so they're like dating oh we broke up i'm dating this person one week and they so mm-hmm. you know their concept of breaking up is totally different or maybe similar to a lot of adults <laughs> maybe similar That's but true. yeah i think it's you know no right way to break up but definitely communicating and talking about the reasons why whether you send it in a text or it's face to face i think our generation takes a lot i'm guilty of it just because it's usually I'm doing something. And so, but I'm a communicator. So when I text, my texts are pretty, you know, deep and meaningful. So it's not just a, you know, like a K. I'm really like texting <laughs> sentences. Bye. Bye. <laughs> bye. See you never. Bye. See you never. Right. Mm-hmm. Bye. B-R-B, be right back. Uh, never. <laughs> so yeah, it's that. Things like that. And so I think you have to consider the relationship, the length of the relationship, kind of um, are you all remaining friends afterwards or, you know, no. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, So when you're in a relationship, how do you know when to leave, stay, or go? That can be pretty hard. (laughs) (laughs) It can be. Like once you give no, up, like, right? Like right, right. Yeah. Because some people hold on, and Lane, you talked about having to break up, make up, start, stop, start, stop, kind of thing. Um, I think being honest with yourself is really important about what you want and what you need, um, but also hearing from the other person and what they can provide, and um, you know, not trying to force their hand and make them be someone that they're not, um, and they're they're not ready to be. Sometimes we can uh, challenge or support someone in a way that helps them grow into the person that they've always wanted to be. 
But when you get into trying to like mold somebody into who you want them to be, like that's very dangerous because you'll you'll continue that throughout the relationship. And when they disappoint you, you begin to be upset with them. But really, you're trying to make them into something that they never wanted to be and to begin with. And so being honest with yourself about what you want and what you need, um, but also being okay when the person cannot provide that because then you have an opportunity to move forward in your life. But you have to hear them. And Mm -hmm. hearing them means hearing them, but also witnessing their actions. Um, because if there is some incongruency with what a person is saying and how they're behaving, then that's something that you need to address with that person. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's like, it's getting real. <laughs> this conversation this afternoon is getting real and I like love it. Um, hmm, okay. Well, to continue... I guess all these questions, we're going to go into segment four, Shiketh Mustard. Uh, this is kind of like where we discuss, you know, uh, different things like exciting, ridiculous, shocking news, or we play like our games. But this segment, uh, so we feel that like relationship questions from our listeners for you. Um, it's going to be like a sub segment called asking for a friend. Ah, I love it. Yeah. Um, okay. I guess like we'll... <laughs> hop into okay so social media um you know how like right now this is something that we didn't have to really think about because for example um you add each other or you vet them out you know like girls literally girls can find your your the guy you're dating or everything about your guy and more like we should be in, the, we should be hired like by like the CIA and FBI. Like we will find out what you ate in 2012, October 4th mm-hmm. at 7 p.m. Like we'll be able to right. find it, right? So you know how now it's like you can also like Instagram, Facebook, and then if you see, for example, a guy, I guess your your, your significant other likes people's photos like females Mm -hmm. or even like sliding into the dms with opposite Mm -hmm. sex or you know things from like adding friends or Mm -hmm. people from work school or a club like as a married or a person who's in like a relationship a relationship you know Mm-hmm. like what what are the boundaries what's is there right or wrong is there is it a trust factor or is it what can what what's right <laughs> right yeah lady is like a therapist in training she's oh, ready you. <laughs> you guys hear that <laughs> yeah we heard it just <laughs> <laughs> jealous because like you're the, the one time, asking but... questions okay whatever <laughs> <laughs> Nobody asking you. <laughs> but for real, it, you know, boundaries is what you stated. Like, we have to talk about these things. Um, oftentimes we have issues and then it's like, but you should have. And, and it's like, yeah, maybe they should have known, but they didn't. And so now that it's come up, like, what are the boundaries? Like, as far as friending someone or um, in someone's DMs, like uh, some people do a lot of business on social media. Um, so they may be connecting and meeting other people and it may be easy for something to get kind of misconstrued or entangled, you know, when you're, you know, using like a heart as opposed to like a thumbs up. So 
I think Facebook added like the care, but Instagram is everything is kind of a heart. But I don't think most people read too much into that. There are some people. So being understandable to have a conversation with one another about like, what are the, what are your boundaries with social media? Because some couples have ended in like ended a relationship or divorce because of social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. You're like scrolling <laughs> and you're like, what the hell? But you know what's so funny? Like what I started doing before, because okay, there's the things where like there's Insta models, which I probably follow. I I follow a ton, like body goals or style, whatever. But then sometimes, you know, I know I don't think it's wrong for like my husband to like follow these models. It's, it, they're models, right? It's it's like they're not gonna come steal my husband. <laughs> Trust me. Um, no, I'm just kidding. But what I'm saying is, like, sometimes I used to be like as a joke, like there's all these like you know all these photos, and then I'll start liking all of them because then if he looks at it, he sees the you know, the <laughs> and then he sees my name, and it brings him back to earth. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I do see a lot of people, um, who do struggle with, uh, social media and, um, cause it's more, it's like dating itself. It has, it's hard. Right. But now there's like right. cell phones. Now there's like the social media and yeah. now there's like, you know, just so many things that you can ease dating apps. I see cheating. Oh my God. I need to tell you this story. Right. Like when, it, you know, I realized just, you see a lot of like significant others, like your friend's boyfriend or someone, you know, his boyfriend or girlfriend, or like on the tinder so there was a time when i went on a date with this guy and then it was like cool but then he was weird because i was like oh i need to like go i wanted to go to my friend's birthday i was oh you want to like go he's like sure and then on our way there we drove separately he goes actually i need to go home like my sister blah blah and then my nephew this not or we got robbed or something and i was like not that it could not happen, but that was just so random. What are the odds? And turns out later, boom, like whatever. He's married with two kids, but I never like hooked up with him. I never, like, we never, you know, did anything like nasty. Cause I just, for some reason, it just kind of, I like something told me not to like get physical with him. Like literally, I don't know what it was, the subconscious, subconscious or maybe his like wife. I don't know, but something was telling me like, don't like, you know, uh, do anything. So I only, I went on dates and whatever. And then I found out later that he was on a cell. I'm like, oh my God. So it's so easily accessible. People really right. aren't trying, right? Like as harder right. to keep it together because finding someone before it was so much work to cheat. Like you have to like leave the house and then go to a bar. And hopefully some girl is like, or guy is like drunk enough to like want to hang out with you. But now you could just be like, boopy, boopy, boop. Like, oh, like, you know. (laughs) But, Lainey, you're the total package. So, I mean, that's probably why. (laughs) I know. No one's scrolling in this household. Uh Right. No one's scrolling. (laughs) (laughs) At all. Um, Okay. Well, kind of, I guess, like, um, going into... I guess family. John, do you want to ask this one? Yeah. So what what is one supposed to do if you're like friends or family don't like your significant other? Yeah, that happens. That happens probably more than we would like it to. (laughs) Um, You know, one is that you're the person that's going to be with the individual, but you also, you're a part of your family. I mean, that can be a hard space to be in. 
um, is communicating, you know, with your family. You're an adult too. So you get to choose who you um, are with, even if they don't care for the person. I think creating those clear boundaries from the beginning can help prevent the family from like saying something backwards or sideways uh, to the person like, well, if they come for like a family event, but it also prevents uh, future concerns, say that you all get married and have children and they don't like your significant other and they're constantly like, you know, saying things or, um, you know, looking at them certain ways. So to prevent that is you having a conversation with your family um, and not kind of putting up that boundary to start with. Okay. Yeah. So in other words, you you kind of have to speak with both parties. This is how it's going to be. Right. And yeah, and because I'm in the middle and you guys going to have to work it out kind of. Right. Right. Yeah. And letting your family know too that, because if you side with your family, what's going to happen is they know that. And so everybody that you bring in, they'll, they'll find a problem with them. Mm-hmm. I don't like that person's hair or that person's not good enough for you. Or, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, right. they'll, it, it's, because they're your family. And so they don't think anybody's good enough for you. Even if the person is the total package, they, you know, <laughs> they always have your best interest. Uh, but sometimes that can go too far because they don't give you the opportunity to trust you in making decisions for your life about who you want to be with. Yeah. I feel like, so for some reason though, like thinking of reflecting back on like all the boyfriends that I've had or even friends, I feel like I didn't know then, but I know now like parents have like a sixth sense for people. So I used to always be like, you don't want me to be happy. God, you know, I'm going to be alone forever. And they're just like, no, like this person is just like not a good vibe. And I'm like, I hate you, but they were right. You know, it's like, I feel like essentially everyone, like your family, like they want you to be happy, you know, cause they love right. you. But there's also, if you're, you know, have daughters right? or like, usually it's like, like, like Korean moms and their sons are like, crazy like they, no one is good and enough all moms and yeah <laughs> and, then, and then i'm not gonna be that mom though mm-hmm. like, please I'm not date my a... son no, i'm just kidding yeah. please. i'm gonna have a sign like please somebody <laughs> oh, yeah no that's what i'm saying right um it's it's basically like uh i guess you should i personally would suggest maybe like if your if your family and friends don't like him there probably is like a underlining reason why they don't that you probably can't see because you're so blinded by love right or, but you have to figure it out though exactly. because you you're have the to one that's going to date them yep. if it comes from your family like you said you'll be mad and upset with them mm-hmm. but once you figure it out i think in, especially in relationships there are things that we have to figure out and we're like oh mm-hmm. yeah because <laughs> we get it and then that hopefully prevents us from making the same mistake but sometimes if your family or friends tell you that person not like that's just like the last person you broke like you may not even receive it from them but mm-hmm. it's until you like really say yeah that person's not good for me um yeah. i think you become better at uh, choosing oh, people yeah. based off of what you want and what you need because now you're like, it's not just my family or my friends. Like, this is me. Like, I recognize this person is good for me. Yeah. But yeah, definitely take your friends and family. I mean, not to totally dismiss what they're saying, mm-hmm. but you don't want to create this environment where they have like more control over who you're dating than you do. Right. Well, yeah, that's something we have to like learn as a skill ourselves, not just rely right. on like a third party, right? 
even right, though right. I mean, even though we know they have our best interest at heart. Yeah, even therapists, we don't tell you to break up with people. Like we don't mm-hmm. say, yeah, you need to break up with them. We might say, I'm a blink. I'm a blink. <laughs> blink twice if you need. Yeah. All right. If, the, if lashes, the, lashes, the lashes came off. Yeah, the lashes right, came the lashes off and it's, 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 it's over. Both, it's over. both of them. Both of them. <laughs> that means change your number. Yeah. yeah. Right. Move away. Lock them. All right. Lock them. That's so funny. Okay. So if an, if a couple argues a lot, uh, Mm-hmm. Is there something wrong with them, um, or are they just uh, um, holding back, or are they, or they sh- sh- simply trying to be compatible? Right. I would say um, if they're arguing, they are trying to connect. Uh, just they are doing it in the wrong way. Like um, when I think about couples that are in conflict, um, usually they're trying to connect. They may not have the tools to connect. Like they may not know how. But there's this picture, and I'm sure you've seen it on the internet, about two adults that are, like, facing um, with their backs toward each other mm-hmm. and, like, their little inner children. That was a burning man, I think. Yeah. 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 They're seeking to connect. And so I always draw that kind of um, illustration in therapy because whether we're behaving in a good way or a bad way, we usually are seeking something. And so, yeah, when couples argue – uh, it makes my session go by like quickly because they don't necessarily let me get in. It's like, I got to get in. <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, I always encourage them, like, you're really trying to connect. So how can you go about getting your needs met in a healthier way? Uh, because underneath anger is usually um, hurting. Um, and when we hurt, some of us fight physically, verbally, and some of us fight. Like we go within ourselves, we hide, we isolate, we try to self uh, preserve. And so we really have to look at, you know, what do I do when I'm upset or when I'm angry or I don't know how to express myself? Like what, what do I resort to? Right. Oh, well, like kind of piggybacking on that question. So a listener like did send us a question, like specifically tailored to her situation, um, or his (laughs) situation. I don't know, uh, but uh, it says my significant other was in a very verbally abusive relationship in the past and has brought some of those traits into our new relationships, like yells, mm-hmm. curses during disagreements or arguments. Uh, how do I help them through it so they don't continue the habits in our relationships? Or in relationships? Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. I would definitely seek out counseling and a third party. Smack because- him. No, I'm just kidding. Uh-huh. <laughs> No. You don't want that mouth. You don't want to make you yeah. don't want to make yourself like responsible yeah. for healing their past, which yeah, sometimes you do in relationships. Mm-hmm. It's not that's not the baggage you mm-hmm. are unpacking baggage y'all made together. That's mm-hmm. the key. You're not unpacking their baggage from a previous relationship. Like mm-hmm. they need to do that. Right. Um, it's important that they recognize that. So because then you're trying to be their therapist, and that's not healthy because you don't want to be their therapist or. Um, their mom, some of the, yeah. their mom, yeah, parent, mm-hmm. you want to be their significant other. And if you start getting into those roles, it will be a drain on the relationship kind of a weight. And usually you don't feel the same because right. it's like, how can I, I don't want to hug and kiss like my, you know, parent like me a bitch. Bitch or something. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I don't, I'm not, I don't feel connected to this person. And so and then you hold them accountable for their behavior because right. 
they're misbehaving or reacting out of their past. And right. it happens a lot in relationships where we're reacting out of our past and the person in front of us is not necessarily doing the same thing. Or maybe mm-hmm. they triggered some of those same behaviors, but they're not the person that was responsible for starting them or initiating them. So we need to go back and address those issues and deal with those. So that would right. be my two cents to get some therapy, individual yeah. and couple. Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like a, a person who would get to that level, like, just isn't like mentally, emotionally healthy, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe I don't know if there's some, you know, closures that they need to address in that aspect right. of their life. Right. Maybe they shouldn't even be in a relationship. I don't know. Right. If- yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And a, a lot of people that's hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's being um, aware of what you bring, like the baggage that you bring into a relationship. So you could sabotage it from the beginning, you know, if it's unhealed kind of wounds from your, from your past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good question. Sweet. Break up with yeah. him. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just, wink, yeah. wink. <laughs> wink, wink, lash falls off. Um, <laughs> just so cute. Oh my god. Do do you have an opinion on open relationships and tips on how to make that work? You know, I have a a, a colleague or a few colleagues that they specialize in like um open relationships and they have this whole they have these conversations about it. I haven't been able to step in on it. But in therapy like we're not like we're probably some of the most non-judgmental people mm-hmm. ever because kind of um, once, <laughs> right you yeah. you kind of have to be yeah. um in order to do what you do well and yeah. it definitely transfers over into like my real life like I'm definitely like I feel like I'm embrace embraceful of um many different types of relationships as long as the people within it have an understanding because that trust and transparency and talk like as long as the people like are aware of what you're doing (laughs) and it's not something that's disingenuous like you're going behind someone's back and telling one person this and telling another person that I think that's where a lot of the hurt comes from um, is when you do that but when you're open and communicating with one another and the people have agreed in the relationship that they want the same things um, then that's that you know that could definitely move towards what they their idea of a relationship is i think it's very um selfish to try to define for someone else what um, a relationship should look like or be like for them so yes to throuples (laughs) noted I can't imagine. I don't judge open relationships. I think if it works for you, great. Like, do you remember the whole thing with Will Smith and like, you know, Jada, like they literally have like a partnership. They love each other. They have kids together. They want to be together. But, you know, they're just like, to them, they're creatives and they're like, their industry is so different. So that's, you know, there's a whole rumor going on that they do have an open relationship and they're okay with it. Um, but I, in my mind, I'm just like, oh, which that's so great. And I think if you, 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 I feel you can love someone more than one person in that, in that way, 
But I'm like, isn't it so hard just to like weave in with one person, like to have it with more people? It's just like, oh my gosh, I'll just. I think it complicates things, right? You know, good luck. I don't want two boyfriends. Um. (laughs) But do you though? I don't know. I'll be like, I want two boyfriends. Because yeah, I think that's dating. <laughs> you could look at like different people's uh attributes and a lot of us would say like if I would take this attribute from that person that, yeah, that person like yeah, building. Yeah. But you gotta deal with the whole person. Like you know, right. just, yeah. just take this and that. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Uh, in yeah. that way, it's like, no, thank you. Yeah. I just managed the one that I had. <laughs> <laughs> but, it's, I mean, it takes a lot of emotional work, too. And strength, too, Like, you right? have to think yeah. about the type of emotion, you know, emotional strength that goes mm-hmm. into managing multiple relationships. Because we have to do that even in our everyday life, like our friendships, family relationships, yeah. intimate relationships. You have different relate. You know how draining that can be on any given day. But imagine right. everybody living under the same roof. Oh my like, gosh! No. So like, no throuple. Yeah. No, thank you. But you changing your stance? To each I just did. Yeah. <laughs> to each your own. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, but you can't. You don't get to pick and choose. You got to take the whole person. Exactly. The whole package. The whole can't, package we can't even like, choose where to eat anything. for dinner. You know what I mean? So how are we going to choose a person? Like a whole right. person. Person, they'll be like, I want this part, but leave yeah, that part. Yeah. I want that part. Put that there. This there here, that there. Like, it's like build a, a bear. build a man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> build, build that triple. <laughs> oh, so funny. Um, oh, and so uh, um, another listener um, asked also a very important question, which I would like to know as well: is how do you get a sugar mama or a sugar daddy, a zaddy? Sugar Zaddy. 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 Mm. Uh, how do you get one? They have websites. I was, uh, I was, <laughs> doing, I was doing research. Uh, <laughs> oh, for man. a friend. Uh, no, but <laughs> I don't know where... I don't know what I was doing, but I was reading. You know how you read you articles. You know what you were doing, Marquita. <laughs> they have other articles underneath those articles. They always have these catchy little things. Oh, and then but like it was a, a show. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was a show. That's what it was. It was one of those shows, and I can't recall the name of it. I want to mm-hmm. say it was like on MTV or something. Um, where there were sugar babies. babies. I know that was a show. Yeah, yeah, yeah sugar yeah. babies. And so they were talking about their experiences. Of course, being a therapist, I was intrigued. So I listened. But they were talking about kind of their experiences. So there are websites. Like, you can find them. And a lot of them were saying the relationships were more than um, about intimacy and sex. Like, it was Husbands want to be be heard and stuff. Right. Right. But these were people that were seeking out sugar babies, like to take care of them and pay off student loans and things like that. uh, It's so common in New York. A lot of like, I heard NYU students. Yeah. And then they have those like, um, those, uh, I was going to say sermon, (laughs) but you know, (laughs) not sermon, but, um, oh my God, those like speaking things. Damn it. My brain. John, help me. What are you doing? What are you? I don't know where you're going with this. No, it's not a sermon, but what is that? Like a speaking gig. Like, thank you, Dre. He's, he's, what is it? I feel like Dre would know. It's, uh, I don't think it's speaking engagement. Like, yeah. Uh, it has a word for a speaking engagement. Oh my God. My um, are you re- re- like, watching like, like some TEDx stuff? Yeah, like, like a TEDx. Yeah, for sugar babies. Yeah. 
No, something like that, right? So it was more like a um, like a conference, whatever. Like they teach you like the mannerisms on how to be a sugar baby or how to like you know this and that. Oh. Yeah, but the I yeah oh. they do they teach you, and then so you mm-hmm. pay um, you know you pay for I guess that course a seminar seminar there- seminar. Laney, <laughs> I was working on it in my mind. I know. I was like, yeah, not sermon. Of course, it's not a sermon, but it's a yeah. Dan, you can learn it at church. What? <laughs> the church I love for money. Um, no, but then I, I was just, I was so intriguing because. Um, they're like, oh, the mannerisms that you have, how you talk to these men, it's usually right. like not to be like submissive or whatever. It's just like uh, I noticed a lot of married men are like the sugar daddies and then they try to date much younger women. But all they literally <laughs> want to, they're like, well, why do you do it? Why do you, aren't you happy? They're like, I'm happy. But sometimes it's like a separate set of like, um, I guess, like conversations, you know, after a while, because mm-hmm. it gets mundane or or whatever. Right. And But I've had friends who were sugar babies and the problem sometimes their issue of falling in love with them you know right. comes along or like the, the rules are like i'll give you three thousand dollars a month for like the arrangement is like once to have dinner once a week and then maybe like sex once a week and some of them weren't sexual it was just straight up just company <laughs> and they just right. want to spoil somebody and i was just like <laughs> they have money just to- i know no i'm just kidding yeah. must be nice <laughs> must be so nice yeah must be nice yeah. yeah but yeah there were even guys on that particular episode that there yeah he had a sugar mama yeah and- yeah so the tip is um go on this website we're gonna put it on the link no I'm just kidding but there yeah there are there are links i guess you guys can check out if you guys want to do that which is mm-hmm. totally cool with me yeah just Google. don't judge just let me know how it goes share the deal right mm-hmm. you can come back and tell us on yeah. the show. <laughs> tell marquita she's interested update. yeah yeah let her know she's intrigued <laughs> okay so <laughs> um what do i do if the person i'm dating doesn't share the same religion as me Oh, that's a big one. Um, that can be difficult in, in a lot of ways because um, we think about religion, like what we believe is at the heart of who we are. Like it prevents us from doing some things and uh, supports us doing other things. And that can um, be difficult, but it, I've, I've seen uh, individuals work through that. Uh, when you think about getting married and then having children, like, what will you practice like both religions or having those conversations would be important especially if it's a long-term kind of serious relationship yeah yeah you got to talk about like what would that look like in the future you know will both of you all be practicing both religions or will one of you be practicing one and other the other you know that can get you know um very interesting you know, especially on any, if there are conflicts too within the various religions, I think um, that can present some potential concerns, but I've seen it work. You know, and I think when couples are committed to uh, communicating and being open with one another, that can uh, definitely be something they can get over and um, work it out. Mm. So the key takeaway is just to have to have that conversation very early on. So it's set. Right. Early. Right. It's not an easy thing because I think that's one of the kind of, uh, especially when there's major differences within the practices of right. the religious. 
or give them bibles like in subtle ways like bible verses like on your booby or no, i'm just kidding <laughs> you like this no i'm just you're trying to convert them yes <laughs> bless your soul no <laughs> um no so okay so the next question i this is the last question i think for all the asking for a friend is i watched an episode of the bull type and then this one girl so this girl this couple got married he's like uh 40 she's like 26 um but they're just like perfect for each other right they got married it's like a beautiful love story and then um you know when she was when you know he was her age you know he's working focusing on uh like career whatever and then now she's at that age where she's like really in love with her like life like you know working on a career and doing this and that but she reset that she doesn't like want kids and she realized she didn't want kids ever because i guess she had like (laughs) she was pregnant she was like i guess happy and then she had a miscarriage because very you know early on and then she realized that she wasn't she's like i don't feel anything and then later she was just like i'm sad that yeah this happened but I realized I don't want kids. And then she basically told him that. And he's like, you really couldn't just tell me like before, you know, oh. like I'm for, I want to be a dad. And he ends up like at the end, like it was just so emotional, but the, he ends up leaving her because he's right. like, I, all I do is compromise. And this is one thing like you couldn't, he's like, I'll raise the kids myself. Just like, I love you, but I want kids. Oh. But what if, yeah. So what if the, your significant other doesn't want children or wants children and you know, you don't or vice versa. Like, how does anyone, I guess, navigate that? And, you know, I mean, for some people, like it sounds like for this particular guy, that was a deal breaker because Mm -hmm. he wants kids. And that's why it's important to have a lot of these conversations before. Conversations. (laughs) Explore. (laughs) Right. But explore your own self and be confident in things that, um, you know and you want and you need so not allowing someone else to come in and you're like well i'm gonna do it for them because you'll eventually resent them and maybe resent the children and that's you know going to stick with them forever um and in their future relationships so not adding your confusion to someone else's life like you if you're confused about it you need to work through that before inviting someone else there like you can't really invite someone to get to know you when you don't know you. And that's one of like my major things about dating and relationships is being clear and knowing yourself. Um, because then it makes it, it helps with relationships because you're not depending on someone else to define your happiness for you or be your everything because you have a stable sense of self. And you are able to partner with someone in ways that it's collaborative and it helps both of you grow. So you don't Mm -hmm. become like a, you know, a parasite to someone because you're always seeking, seeking, seeking um, validation and certain things out of them or out of the relationship that you can only fulfill within yourself. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's why people just rush to, you know, getting married and, and whatnot, because it's like the, the right thing to do, like the next step. Right. But right. I think sometimes because if you've invested so much and so long in somebody and then, the, you know, people change, you know, people that you grow Absolutely. together as a couple, but your your opinions and beliefs will change throughout the years. Right. But I think some people just like don't want to, I guess, address it because that'll admit right. that there's a bigger issue than you might possibility of breaking up and then starting all over again and losing that person so i could see how like tricky that can get yeah but it's best to have it up front like because i'm sure this guy would appreciate it having that conversation before now getting married going through this miscarriage you've gone through this loss 
And now you'll have to start over. So it's kind of like, you know, if we have these types of conversations that can at least get things out in the air um, and maybe things do change, but maybe they don't. But at least you have we call it in our profession, like informed consent. Uh (laughs) So it's like Mm -hmm. you have an informed consent. So now you get to make some choices for yourself. But when you take someone's choice away, um, that can be dangerous in a relationship. Interesting. I didn't see it that way. Informed consent. Wait, John, were you going to ask something? I totally forgot. Uh, sorry, <laughs> oh, attention span like <laughs> um, okay. well, I was listening to what she was saying. I was like, there's a lot of th- yeah, <laughs> a lot of information. I like brought them into my world. Yeah, like, yeah you sure did. Classes in session. Okay, you, you got me. Yeah, you got in my head. <laughs> I love it. Well, um, well, thank you to everyone who sent in a question and questions, especially the sugar mama, sugar baby. Uh, but <laughs> if you guys have further questions, Marquita, where can they find you on Instagram and Facebook? Do you, mm-hmm. Absolutely. They can find me at Millennial Dating Coach. So on Instagram and Facebook. And your website is www.millennialdatingcoach.com. Come. Yeah. There you go. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, and if you uh-huh. are near or far, you can always reach out to me. I offer coaching services too. Now for counseling, you have yeah. to be in Georgia, but coaching yeah, by, I'm internationally by known. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, I love you. it. She's just like, you know, she's like, um, can you imagine like some, well, okay, real quick before I leave, cause you say international, you know how like so you, you coach them, but then there's also can be like cultural differences in, um, you know, like how do you actually like navigate that? And how do you like handle, do you do research on the culture beforehand or, uh, is it just through like, you know, are you going through principles or how do you do that? Sorry, I know we're like ending, but that just like hit me. I'm super interested about that. That's Mm -hmm. a great question. Um, I actually have had a lot of experience working in colleges and working with uh, a lot of uh, international students, Mm -hmm. um, a lot of international individuals. So I get that um, kind of experience, but it's always being open to learning from my clients Mm -hmm. and they'll often teach me about their different cultures and I'm always open to hear about it, but I also Mm -hmm. like to do research. Mm -hmm. So, yep. Because no two people are alike, even within uh, the same culture. Well, yeah. 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 But it it could be also very like different, right? Yeah. Culturally, clearly. (laughs) Um, Yeah. You guys can find uh, Marquita on, uh, at millennial dating coach uh, for on Instagram and Facebook and millennialdatingcoach.com so signifying last call what relationship advice would you tell your high school self of what you know now oh really y'all just sprung that on me at the last surprise oh. I know we always <laughs> ask these questions at the end I was like, yeah my high school self I would probably say uh, I would probably tell myself to make more mistakes then mm-hmm. <laughs> then the consequences oh, are not true. as the consequences are not as uh, drastic uh, then as they are now. So yeah, I would say make more mistakes. Yeah, uh-huh. make more mistakes then <laughs> where it doesn't count. Yeah, uh, but 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 save the other ones yeah for later. So yeah, that's what I would tell my high school self. <laughs> Uh, oh, but it's true though the more mistakes you you make you kind of learn from them so it sets you up for like later in life as well i, like I bring dishonor to my family if i do that 
Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, my, uh, my parents would faint if I'm like, well, when I tell myself, make more mistakes, they're like, no mistake, prevents mistake, you know? Well, there's that Asian curve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the bar is now closed. And thank you to today's special, special guest, my queen, oh. for dropping some relationship knowledge. We had so much, so oh, much fun. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> so much fun. We learned so much. Um, and you guys, just please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast for the latest episode and find the after party on Facebook and Instagram at Cocktails and Kimchi, Twitter, Cocktails Kimchi, and website, cocktailsandkimchi.com. If you're sipping a drink while listening to our podcast, tag us using hashtag Army for a shout out on our next podcast. So um, thank you guys so much today. And uh, don't forget, when in doubt, it's worth a shot. Thank you so much, Marquita, for coming. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You all are the best. I would love to come back anytime. Yes. Did you have fun? <laughs> I did. I always have fun. You don't have to lie. Just blink if you didn't have fun at the I other know. podcast. Your lashes are cut. Yeah. I'm not blinking. <laughs> <laughs>